0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Wrestling Source Radio. The following show is scheduled for one fall with a one-hour time limit. Introducing your host, from parts unknown, he's the best radio announcer there is, the best radio announcer there was, and the best radio announcer there ever will be, Rodney Dion. Hello one, hello all, yes it is Wrestling Source Radio for your Sunday night. The Sunday night main event, I'm trying to call it on the down low, Uh, but uh, always joined by one of the top Australian wrestlers in the country and on the Central Coast, he's uh, in my top five of uh, Central Coast wrestlers, I always say that, it is Jack J. Bonza and he is behind the red mic and is the red mic working tonight there Jack?
1: I don't know, you tell me.
0: (laughs) Yes, it's level. level, (laughs) give, give me a one, two, one, two. One two, one two. Yeah, that seems to be working. Yeah, last episode we uh, were having all sorts of issues with mics, but it looks like we're all a OK. And uh, speaking of all a OK, Jack Bonzo, what's happening uh, with yourself? Uh, we were talking a little bit off air about uh, a, a, a potential a neck sort of injury.
1: Oh, I'm fine. Yeah, just one of those uh, one of those things that comes along with wrestling. Um, I had. We had a training leak last uh, last week with Mike Quackenbush came in and then we had I had to do three matches over two days and it just exacerbated some existing neck injuries. Apparently, uh, long story short, I have about five nerves in my neck that are being crushed, which are causing a lot of pain to shoot down my neck and through my shoulder. Um, so I just have to be really careful at the moment. That doesn't get made better. So I had to pull out of a couple of matches this weekend, but hopefully it doesn't take much longer for me to... Uh, get back into it. Um, the other thing I want to do right now is um, there's a there's a fan from Newcastle Pro called Kane Collins. Kane Collins. He's been one of our most regular fans for a long period of time. I know he's watching us right now on the Instagram and stuff like that. So I just want to say hi to Kane and give him a shout out.
0: Hello, Kane. Uh, thank you very much for watching slash listening. Yeah. So we have we have we know that we have one listener right now, Jack. At ben. least one. <laughs> but um, I mean, uh, hopefully, uh, you know, while uh, that neck issue, we can uh, sort that all out and get you uh, back in the ring. Um, but uh, some exciting. News, especially with your crew, the Nations, uh, new. Uh, I, I thought it was new merch, but it's a new logo. It's a new logo that will become new merch. <laughs> yeah, because it originally was the four nations, but now there's more than four or less than four. Is no, it the I
1: members? mean the, the concept with our tag team, and this is one of those funny things that we had a problem. With, is we always had four nations, and for anybody who doesn't know what that is, it's just we're just a group of people, and we would all wear the same gear, but it would be different colors. So I was red, and there was a blue, and there's a purple, and there's a green. But then there were two people in the green. Or there were three people in the blue at one point and stuff like that. But there are always four colours, so we called ourselves Four Nations. But then we had all these fans just being like, but there are five of you... And it'd just be like, oh, there's four colours though, dude. Like, and so after a while, it just kind of got to the point where we a, we needed a new logo, and we're just we're just going to drop the four, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just to make it a little less confusing. Plus, then you know, when you when you're YouTubers, it doesn't come up with a bunch of rugby.
0: Yeah, right. And uh, yeah, 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 I've got to imagine that. <laughs> uh, so, if that, that being the case, could I potentially come up with my own colour uh, nation and, uh, and and join and join the group, perhaps? No. <laughs> <laughs> it's a no from Bonza. Look, we've got plenty coming up on the uh, show tonight. Uh, going to be talking about obviously the big news, which we're going to find out uh, in the top three uh, news stories, which I'm about to click on. Um, look, uh, NXT going to Wednesday night. Uh, there's all this d- d- debate about a war with AEW. That's also uh, and things closer to home. Uh, PWAs uh, break backs and make them rumble. That's happening this Friday, I believe. So that's going to be exciting stuff. Yeah, it should be one of the best shows we've ever had. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll dive deep. Uh, we'll we'll jump deep into that uh, in a minute. But also going to be uh, talking about uh, there's a murder mystery, uh, well, a, an attempted murder mystery, uh, which I know that you're not fully across being it's a, a WWE thing. But I've uh, put together, I feel like the highlights of what the story is, and uh, we'll see if we can get to the bottom of who's trying to uh, attack or murder uh, Roman Reigns. <laughs> There's only one satisfying conclusion to that, but we can talk about that later. (laughs) Absolutely. But uh, let's uh, see the top three news stories happening uh, happening this week in the world of professional wrestling. Wrestling Source News. And here is the top three wrestling stories from the week. WWE announced Tuesday that the company's third major brand, NXT, will be moving to national television. NXT will jump from the streaming-only WWE Network to cable giant, the USA Network, with its first show set for Wednesday, September 18. While the show is moving, NXT will remain on its longtime home of Wednesday nights. However, it will expand from one hour to two hours. Two- AEW has announced that Park will be replacing John Moxley in the match against Kenny Omega at All Out. The announcement was made only a few hours after John Moxley took to Twitter to inform wrestling fans that due to a serious elbow injury, he wouldn't be able to compete at the August 31st event. And cue those wedding bells. WWE Universal Champion Seth Rollins and Raw Women's Champion Becky Lynch have announced their engagement via Instagram. Yeah, that's the uh, top three news stories in the way of wrestling. But, uh, Bonza, as you know, I'm a big fan of polls, and on the uh, Wrestling Source Bottle uh, Club page, <laughs> I uh, always put a week, or a fortnightly poll up there in regards to music and wrestling. This week we had uh, Raven's, uh, well, one of his theme music. He's had a few, uh, few The Journey, but The Offspring come out and play, taking on the Demon's God of Thunder. Now, I think, I soon realised when I put this up that people obviously did not not like the WCW the demon gimmick uh, at all uh, with uh Rami uh Ramey, With Raven winning hands down 69% to 31%, but I thought Kiss taking on Offspring would be a little bit more even. How did you uh see that poll? Like the first thing I thought was that was Raven's entrance music. Yeah. <laughs> it was <laughs> like, ECW. I think they the the later half or uh, yeah, it was definitely uh, an ECW. It must be a obscure one, but yeah, I, I
1: always loved most of Raven's entrance themes, but I I wasn't even aware of that one, but um yeah, I guess I don't really know. And here's
0: about a, uh, some useless trivia for you as well. August uh, 23, 99 the Nitro, that's when Kiss performed "Got a Thunder and debuted the Demon. And obviously it's uh, been the 25th, so we're only a couple of days uh, of the 20-year anniversary past that. But it didn't win the polls. So I'm not going to play it. But we are going to play <laughs> the offspring. Come out and play. You're listening to Wrestling Source Radio on FM 963. Going to talk all things PAW, breakbacks, and uh, make them rumble. After this, Enjoy. Yes, come out and play. It is the Offspring Wrestling Source Radio, Coast FM 963, and that was the winner of uh, this week's poll, uh, Defeating the Demons, uh, Kiss Theme, God of Thunder, joined as always by Jack J. Bonzar. Thank you once again for uh, joining me here in the studio, but it is time to talk about all things PWA, break backs and make them rumble. Break their backs and make them rumble.
1: It's it's like a takeoff of the Iron Sheik. What or break their it? back and make them humble
0: oh dude completely missed that one. <laughs> oh, god. The
1: god the more we do them the more I find that a lot of people the names are going over too whoosh, wave. we did one where we had the, the bullet club and we call it lock stock and two sweeting barrels because it was the bullet club and yep. the two sweet thing like yep. that and I swear to god 80% of the roster did not get it yeah. They did not have never heard of that movie. It was uh, incredible.
0: Call, call myself a wrestling fan, and I, I, I had <laughs> absolutely no idea. But, oh, yeah, yeah. uh, or oh, fair. We're just talking about, we're going through the card. And I mean, let's, I mean, the first thing that's, uh, uh I mean, uh, stood out to me was Matty Wahlberg's challenge to TJ Perkins.
1: That's
0: right. Yeah. So, um, yeah. Well, because, uh,
1: Matty Wahlberg is, of course, in the Coliseum tournament, and the winner of the Rumble gets a shot at the champion the same weekend. So he can't be in the Rumble because he has to compete in the tournament. Right. So because TJP was going to be in town for that one, um, yeah, he threw out that challenge to give him something to do for that one and again, give him a good warm-up to going into the... Into the tournament weekend, so that should be exciting.
0: And uh, to, yeah, TJP, he's been doing uh, you know the indie Circuit because I think he's obviously not too far removed from uh, the cruiserweight division in WWE, and um, yeah, you know he won he, the first cruiserweight
1: cup. He was a cruiserweight champ. That's for right. a long period of time, he just got announced for Super J Cup, for New Japan.
0: That's right. Well yes, America uh, like that. So he's killing it along with our own uh, Robbie Eagles, who's a part of Absolutely, that as well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and um, I mean that that's be good. It's always good when you can get international talent to these shows, but uh, I think the the local talent is just as strong, which I guess is a test to what PWA is doing. It's actually
1: been a bit of a turnaround lately because a lot of the time you would announce an international talent or an interstate talent and expect them to be the big deal and mm. the thing that draws people in, but it hasn't been. Like, when we do something local, we're getting to the point now where our local guys are the guys that people want to see. Yeah. So the internationals are... Like, they're, they're important to have for the quality and to get internationalised
0: and stuff like that, but in terms of the draw, they're really it's really becoming more about, about the locals. And that's good to see, I mean, as well... Um the other matches that we we're looking at here and uh, it had me scratching my head at first but uh, you kind of explained a little bit off there. but explain it to our listeners Jessica Troy who is the P-W-W-A champion taking on Matt Diamond now I thought the P-W-W-A was just a, a w- woman's exclusive title but not so the case you explained oh
1: it was yeah it was up until that last event yeah right uh, and then Madison Eagles came out because I mean the thing about it in agenda wrestling is it's been this like you know, it's been this thing for a long time because, of course, you have the separate division. But when there are only four or five women in a division, um, it gets repetitive and it gets monotonous. And even if you know the champion could be the best wrestler in the company, but no one would know it because she doesn't get to take on everybody in the company. She only gets to take on a small section. So to really... You know have proper in agenda wrestling and, and kill the divisions and actually make everything fair and equal which you know we feel is the only way to, to make it happen you have to get rid of the division and yeah. you can't have a women's only title because that in itself creates its own division of yeah. people who can um, who can only really challenge for that one so yeah the last Show um, opened up in agenda um, so that means anyone of any gender can challenge. And, challenge um, for it. Um, so Great. this is the first time you'll have a male challenger for the PWA championship.
0: So could you say it's probably, um, if you are the PWA champion, it could be one of the more harder titles to uh, retain or in, in the, in the I guess, in PWA because anyone can go for it.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of the same as the heavyweight. I mean, I, it's still kind of up in the air about exactly what's going to happen with it as to whether it gets a weight division put on it or something like that, so it's only under 90 or under 100 kilos can challenge, or, you know, or whether it just becomes like the intercontinental version or, or something. Something like that, but yeah, no, it could be yeah, it could be uh, <laughs> it could be really difficult um, a
0: lot more difficult for the for the champion now that there's so many more contenders so. Absolutely, yeah. and uh, Konko who's uh MIA tonight uh, Concrete yeah. Davidson taking on Unsocial Jordan, uh, and yeah. I believe um, they're, uh, uh, you know, they can't uh, Jax Jordan, he can't come to the ring, and I believe uh, Rick South can't yeah, yeah, come yeah,
1: to both the ring from Just because they've had so many matches and interactions where Social Jordan has just ended up cheating and just getting <laughs> disqualified, so they've just they've come to the agreement that we're just going to ban all our groups from ringside, and we're just going to and that's going to be the ultimate confrontation
0: for those guys. So. Absolutely, and uh, yourself uh, and Mick Moretti, the nations taking on Velocity.
1: Yeah, yeah. So we, you know me and Mick are essentially paper champions uh, when you put look at uh, we didn't beat the former champs they had to give up the titles so um, it was actually between us and the Velocities the first match we had which is on over you can go back and look at it but me and Mick won and then we had the rematch and those were two you know people talk about those matches as being quite Big matches in the history, especially PWA Black Label when it was so new and it was so established. Like that's the one where you saw the Shooting Star DD, DDT yeah. and all that kind of stuff happen. Um, and this is this is the third match, the last chance, as far as I'm concerned. They become um, number one contenders recently, and um, yeah, me and Mick are just gonna. It's time to put them out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and obviously, that, I guess that takes us to uh, the Rumble itself. Now, is this a thirty man Rumble, um, just like a Royal Rumble, Royal thirty Rumble. man over the over the top. And uh, because people who uh, are in matches, can, are they also eligible to uh, be in the Rumble as well? Yeah, they could be. They could be? Yeah, so Yeah, they definitely could be. It just depends on if they do or not. Pretty much
1: you can be in the Rumble as long as you're not the champion mm-hmm. or you're not in the Coliseum tournament. Right.
0: And uh, you did say, uh, it was a couple of uh, well, uh, weeks ago, that uh, you said Jessica Troy, who we just spoke about, could be a dark horse for this. Are you still kind of uh, you sort of putting money on her or is there someone else that's been shining yeah, uh, recently? Yeah, well, I
1: mean, you, you talk about the stuff where the, champion, the female champion wants to prove that they're as good as the male champion, what better shot <laughs> would they would it be than to win both titles? Yeah, absolutely. You know, there's nothing, I don't think there'd be a bigger there'd be a bigger stamp on it. And Jess has been on fire lately and she's terrifying. <laughs> she's this cute little girl and then she just comes in and she'll just murder people. And so break just, people's arms. Yeah, she'll take their arms.
0: <laughs> now, I saw online as well, uh, less than 30 tickets uh, for this. And I should uh, m- uh, mention, this is happening at Max Watts, August 30 in Sydney, uh, less than 30 tickets. Yeah, and it's going to sell out. It's yeah. going to sell out really quick and to get tickets it's just dot pwa.com.au uh, I believe it's Pro Wrestling Australia Pro Wrestling .com.au. Australia you yeah. can find it on the Facebook and or Twitter or any of our advertising
1: there's a link to the there's a link to the tickets there but yeah this one's very much looking like it's going to sell out very quickly and then the Coliseum
0: behind it has also already sold a lot of tickets so we're going to have a couple of good months absolutely so uh, basically just type in good wrestling in Australia I'm pretty sure PWA <laughs> will come up but it is uh, this coming Friday August 30 Max Watch Sydney less than 30 tickets get on it it's going to be close to like you said the best, uh, I was going to say, pay-per-view for the uh, year, I guess uh, the live streaming on OVO, well, it's got to be up there obviously, Coliseum around the corner in October so it's all, it's kind of, we're warming up into like, I guess what you'd say, the WrestleMania season for the local Australian scene, yeah? Yeah, yeah, it's very its very similar um, to the run-up to WrestleMania I'd say,
1: with the Rumble and then the big shows coming up but yeah, very exciting time.
0: Absolutely, we're going to take a quick break and then uh, we're going to be chatting about uh, a potential war that's about to break out on Wednesday night, so obviously the announcement of NXT going uh, live on Wednesday, head to head with AEW. We'll be uh, chatting all that. But uh, another, uh, I guess, I don't know if it's been used as a wrestling theme, but it's uh, a good psych up song. It's Audio Slave. Sounds a little bit like Led Zeppelin, in my opinion. Let us know what you think. Also, we do have a phone here, four three double two double zero seven two. If you're listening and a big wrestling fan, let us know your thoughts. Uh, you can check us out on Facebook as well, Wrestling Source uh, Bottle Club up there, or Twitter. Just use the uh, at symbol. Says source. Love to hear uh, what you're doing on this Sunday night. It's Hulk Hogan's speech therapy. Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan! Uh Uh-uh, brother. Hulk Hogan. Hulk
1: Hogan.
0: Hulk Hogan. Hulk Hogan! Listen, I'm serious. Hulk Hogan.
1: Wrestling Source
0: Radio. That's right, Wrestling Source Radio on Coast FM 963. Rodney Dion here, and joining me is Jack J. Bonza, the leader of the Red Nation, and uh, talking about something, uh, he's a, a big New Japan guy, uh, and he's a, he covers, I mean, WWE. You're, you're over it, but um, not as much as the New Japan stuff. But obviously the biggest news to come out of uh, this week or the past few days, uh, NXT, uh, basically, well, the WWE announcing that NXT, their brand's going to be on live TV uh, on the US, Say network, uh, Bonza.
1: Yeah, I mean, uh, when you mentioned that to me, I had a little bit more of a look into it, and um, and I had to think about it, and I'm of two minds about the whole thing because, uh, like, the whole thing about NXT was it was so good because it was wrestling focused. Mm and the reason why raw isn't wrestling focused is cuz it's on primetime tv like that like pure wrestling action as much as we personally love it probably isn't going to appeal to the little kids and the mainstream as much as the as the character work and um, and all that stuff and then the second they do that they become responsible to a network they become responsible to sponsors and stuff like that whereas nxt was just on their own network yeah. and it was just action based and they got a lot of the best indie guys and they put in action based and stuff like that it, w- it was really good. Moving it to a prime time TV slot and giving them two hours. It's like I mean there are the rumours of Vince McMahon's going to get more involved but it's not about that. It's yeah. about that they'll have to they'll have to change things to make it more suited to TV. But we already have Raw and Smackdown doing that. Yeah. And anytime they've tried to do this previously with a shorter version, ECW like all that stuff, it just hasn't worked. So that's one mind. The second mind is that Competition between AEW and, and NXT is brilliant. The fact that it's like um, it's like how you see McDonald's, but then you'll see three other fast food places open up next door. Yeah. You'd think that would be bad for business, but it's not. Having them all in the same place means that people know that's where you've got to go to get your fast food, no matter what you're having. So having another war or two main
0: things at the same time will draw more people in, and both shows will be better off for it. And I mean, because I know um, with uh, the die-hard wrestling fans, NXT has been—they would say that NXT is you know being the best form of wrestling. I guess within the WWE, the the past five or so years. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess AEW—they announced the big the deal with uh, TNT Wednesday night, and then uh, obviously firing back, they they get NXT there. I thought if they'll really like they'll put. I mean, I'm i not saying that NXT is not a bigger brand, but I mean, it's a pre-recorded show, so they can make the make it look as great as it can be because they can fix it up in post. And obviously, AEW's got to f- find the, this new challenge, obviously, doing live uh, television as well. Yeah. But I kind of think it, it could could it expose potential people or talent you know, going live or it's just, I guess, a challenge that they have to overcome.
1: Oh, absolutely will. But I think, like, at a certain point, um, live is better, like, less... Uh, less polished is more interesting. Right, like seeing something that's more. I mean, that's why Raw's War was named Raw yeah. because it was it was it felt different. It Live, felt like yeah. stuff could happen, things not being a hundred percent smooth. Is is more interesting than watching something that looks like a video game. So I actually think that'll be to their advantage um, when when they do it that way. The problem with AEW is that you have a bunch of guys who were just wrestlers, mm. great wrestlers, but they were just wrestlers. All of a sudden having to run and book a, a, and promote uh, a TV show, that's going to be a steep, steep learning curve. And there's going to be stuff that they're going to run into that they didn't realize even existed. Yeah. And like and I don't even know what those things are, but I can guarantee that they exist. <laughs> yeah.
0: And I, I guess you you, should, you, you do bring a good point there. I mean uh, WWE has, they've got executives and other people looking after all the production side well, of things. Well, they've got experience. Yeah, and I mean, uh, you know, you got Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks who have taken on you know, big positions within their, their own company. And I guess, like you said, like if you're just a talent that's just wrestling, you don't have to worry about all the ins and outs. But I guess there's a lot of responsibility on those guys now. And, you know, they've kind of put their money where their mouth is by saying, hey, you know, here it is. But they've always said as well, they're not competition. They're just, uh, um, you know, the, the the term wrestling buffet has been uh, big of late. Like, you know, people can, you know, just take whatever they want from the buffet, but just bid to be an alternative to WWE. Do oh, you- that's, that's total garbage. I mean, like, like <laughs> they're,
1: they're, they're trying to compete. And the thing about it, is when they say they're not competition. It's because in terms of in terms of size, nobody can compete with WWE. It'd be yeah. it'd be like you know uh, something like they're, they're 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 half a percent of the size of the company. How yeah. can they possibly compete with something that big? They can't. So they're not real competition in terms yeah. of that. But in terms of like people like viewership and people watching, they're, they're, they are they mm. are really trying to compete. But that being said, competition brings out the best in in both things. So I think even they would recognize that that's a very big positive that they're competing with each other.
0: Do you think uh, Vince McMahon has, uh, I wouldn't say regret, but he announced that the XFL next year for 2020 was coming out and then, you know, then AEW was a thing. Do you think, oh, maybe I shouldn't have invested <laughs> money in this football when I had this, you know, these guys nipping at my heels uh, or you know, I mean, you've got SmackDown going to Fox I think uh, in a few months' time, which apparently has got to be a big change. I mean, you know, they'll be, I guess we'll have to see what actually does change when they go to Fox, but uh, again, NXT taking on, I guess, what the who are their new challenges. I thought, you know, well, they wanted a bigger brand, not like the young guys. But obviously, they have enough faith in them to take them on. But would Vince McMahon have any regret about investing in other things, like spreading himself too thin? Kind of like, the, you know, the old Roman Empire. Like, they they spread themselves too thin, and then they got, you know, they just they couldn't do initially what they were doing, protecting Rome. I don't know. I'm trying to make some analogies here. Not working, but, yeah. Spreading himself too thin, perhaps. I doubt it. Yeah. <laughs> if i mean look i don't know Vince McMahon. it's it's really hard to
1: make comments about what someone's thinking when you don't know mm. them um oh. you don't know what they're thinking or anything but it's just one of those things where like yeah. i think you would probably enjoy it you know if, if once you get to that point i mean cuz the thing about being rich Is that like once you have a billion dollars, having two billion dollars doesn't make much difference to you. Yeah, right. Because you've already got a billion dollars. Like you already have more money than you know to do it. So I think something like that would just be, it would just make life more interesting for him.
0: Yeah. And I guess he doesn't sleep. So um, he's always got something to, you know, keep him busy, whether it be the XFL now, um, NXT going live. And I guess that's the next point. Uh, Will Vince get his hands on NXT? Because we've always heard that Triple H, it's basically Triple H's baby, uh, essentially. And now going live, will Vince McMahon uh, have more of an influence? Well, he'll have
1: to. And and the thing about that is what I was talking about before. Once you become... Because it, it, it's okay for it to be Triple H's baby while it's just on the WWE network and it's purely within their thing. The yeah. second they're on a network and they become responsible to a TV channel and to a bunch of sponsors, the second they become responsible to something like that, the company has to get involved yeah. because they need to make sure... And this is... I don't even know anything on the inside. I'm just using logic. Like, they, they have to be to make sure that, you know, very basic example, make sure there's no swearing, make sure there's no adult themes, make sure there's nothing that would be inappropriate for that time slot. Like, and I mean, you watch NXT, already nothing was that springs to mind anyway. Yeah. But they have to make sure. Yeah. So, you know, they they there has to be those little influences and they have to get involved because otherwise anything could go wrong.
0: And I think AEW has a... I'm not sure what the Raiden is over in America, but like a, a PG-13, which I, is... A rating above what the current product for WWE is, so I, I'm not that saying that they're going to be a bit more risque, but they might be able to get away with a little bit more, I guess, I don't know but... Uh, well they'd want to, because yeah. you know
1: the thing is, if you can't be better, you have to be different yeah, so exactly. they have to provide an alternative that is that is clearly markedly different to what WWE is doing,
0: which probably means being slightly more skewered towards adults. And do you find it interesting that AEW is on the TNT network considering that that's where WCW was for like 20 years, and obviously the, all the stories you hear about WCW CW's demise was, it was executives and people that didn't want wrestling on the network, and now all of a sudden they're back on that network? Yeah, well, I mean, everybody misses the...
1: Rating wars I'm sure mm. <laughs> you know I mean because the thing about those those networks and stuff is so many people and fans and people within wrestling they talk about the love of wrestling they talk about doing it because they enjoy it they talk about the passion and stuff like that once you get to a certain point it becomes about the money yeah. and especially when you're a corporate entity, I guarantee they couldn't care less what the programs are they just care what's going to draw more money in for them so if you were able to present an argument to them that was like if you put this wrestling thing on here it will make more money than what's currently in the time. Mm. And they'd be
0: like, "All right, yeah." Like, (laughs) and I guess obviously when WCW was tip like was tipping down in the ratings, and obviously you were losing stars and money, that it was just easier to write off. This is so much like a recreation of WCW; it's actually getting ridiculous. Except that I think the whole
1: thing is, I still, I still maintain that this whole thing is building towards WWE buying it. Yeah. Like, I just, like, in my head, like, and this is just probably because of the mindset I've had since Cody Rhodes left WWE and, and the Young Bucks were doing their stuff in New Japan, was like, they're just trying to make themselves as valuable as humanly possible yeah. so that when they eventually sign WWE, they are already coming in on ridiculous money. And then they came into this company and you can only imagine how much money the company would make if they bought it on top of the contracts they would have to guarantee them on top of the money they would have to make in my head this is all still just a
0: long term ploy <laughs> yeah, so, you, so you, you're not saying like an inside job that this this is the plan for the beginning because um uh, it could be that too. There are yeah. plenty
1: of things that point towards that. Like the WWE releasing certain guys who immediately got picked yeah. up who were there inside kind of how to run companies and stuff like that. You never know, but there's enough stuff there that it wouldn't it wouldn't be surprising. Like cuz I mean, this isn't going to work. Like let's let's be honest here. Like like AEW in the long term, we're not going to be talking about 30 years from now AEW's not still going to be a brand that's going on the store. It's not. This is going to this is going to fall over eventually. It's going to be an
0: interesting ride for a while. It's going to fall over eventually. Then Who's going to buy it? Who's going to buy the tape library? Where's it going to go? So, Derek, do you think that they're kind of uh, taking advantage of the Khan family in their, uh, I guess, their big wallets or big uh, pockets? I guess, or I, I, yeah, I would be, yeah, I would be super
1: shocked if this was a thing that that was a long term thing. Like it's just, so-
0: but, I mean, <laughs> apparently before they even announced AEW, they, the, apparently the Young Bucks and Cody were, were offered pretty. Uh, Sizeable deals from WWE, if you believe. I guess all the dirt sheets and uh, and whatnot. Why not just take those deals? Why have why go through this such a I guess experiment? Well, this is probably they probably make more. Yeah. And they probably have to do less work. Yeah, true. You know? <laughs> um, I mean, it's an interesting one because I know um, uh, Vince Russo. He uh, started a whole account being like that WWE's is in bed with AEW and vice versa, and it's like yeah. like the old you know how ECW like they'll paint uh, Paul Heyman you know so they could utilize they certain could, stars. Was, yeah, yeah. Because I mean, you know. Rising, rising tide is good for
1: all ships. You know, yeah. like this. This is good for WWE that they're doing this. Yeah. This. So it wouldn't be surprised if, like, especially when they're, you know, they've probably known Cody since he was a baby. Yeah. Like it's one of those things where they're just kind of like, oh, let's let's let a little bit and see what it works. You know, because even if like it's an inside job or if it's not an inside job, the result will be the same. Yeah. Like un- unless they do pull their finger out and somehow create this long term thing, which would be amazing. I just don't think it's gonna happen. Could not be an inside job at all. They're still gonna end up buying it. Yeah. Like that's that's just what's gonna happen. Well
0: why not TNA? Why hasn't WWE bought TNA? I mean TNA we were on the ropes a good few years ago. Now they're they're sort of got their feet somewhat I, I guess, but like I, I mean, even like you go back and look at the TNA
1: lost me the second that Jeff Jarrett was using his kids to try and get sympathy, mm. like like when they did the thing with Karen Angle and again with like bringing all those personal relationships into WWE, yeah. it just didn't seem like a thing. Plus, they never actually fell over. Yeah, they're still going, and from what I understand, impact's been really good lately. Yeah, no, it has. Yeah, yeah. but I mean, there was a time
0: there where you think uh, they could have, big Vince could have, you know, got the checkbook out. Yeah, I guess. I
1: guess you're right. I'm probably just being very cynical. It's just when you just from just a
0: slightly outside perspective, and you're looking at it, you're just going like, it's just (laughs) like. So we can tick the box. Uh, Wednesday nights, uh, I mean, obviously, it's, it's all American TV. We kind of get it on delay. I'm not even sure if... Uh, it's going to be possible to it, watch AEW. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know yeah. where that's going to happen. And, I mean, because I feel like, I mean, obviously, you have to focus on, you know, I guess your your core market, which will be in the States for now, but obviously not too far behind is, you know, the UK, Australia, and big countries like that who are very obviously uh, interested in, you know, the product. So that'll be int- interesting to see. But what I was say, was uh tick in a box? Wednesday Night Wars, uh, it's definitely going to be a thing. Like, we'll be talking about, like, the Monday Night Wars.
1: Yeah, I think, I mean, it probably won't be as big and that's probably, it probably won't be as big because there's so much more television to watch now. Like, everything's just so diluted and yeah. all that kind of stuff like that. But yeah, I think it's going to be a really big thing. I think it's going to be really interesting and I think it's going to be really positive for wrestling overall
0: everywhere. And uh, also, uh, does Chris Jericho obviously been on the AEW side of things. He tweeted, uh, congrats to uh, WWE NXT for making the big move to the USA Network. Runners always uh, race faster when somebody is right behind them. Going to be yeah. fun to see which team the world decides to join. Yeah. Um um, and I've sort of been listening to a lot of wrestling podcasts and uh, people have been saying they're going to watch AEW live and record NXT and watch it afterwards. Right. If you were in America, what what would you do? Would you watch NXT live or, and tape AEW or roles reversed? I think you'd watch AEW first. Yeah. You know, especially when it's it's so
1: interesting because we don't know what they're going to do. Yeah. <laughs> we don't know what's going to happen. Whereas NXT probably still be, they'll, they'll do some stuff and it'll be par for the course. But they, they're, they're reactive you know, um, whereas AEW are the ones on the on the offense, so mm. I think that's yeah. I think you'd be
0: and the selling sell out shows. Moment. Apparently, most of the shows they've uh, advertised or that uh, have sold out. Obviously, all out happening uh, next Sunday um, or Saturday for them. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I mean they're selling out at the moment, but I mean that's to keep to keep that consistency. That's going to be pretty tough. Yeah, well, that's exactly that's exactly the point.
1: Uh, consistency, you know, the first couple of shows it's just new and interesting. You know, at first it's going to be a big thing. I think the big challenge for them will be once everybody. Has gotten used to it. Once they've been around for a little while, you know, six months time from now, when they have to produce a weekly TV show, is it still going to be interesting, or is it just going to be like they had a they were supernova and it was interesting and burned out? Yeah. Now it's not the new pretty toy anymore. Why do people keep watching? And yeah. I think that's if I were them, that's what I would be thinking about right now. Like, what do we do with our opening when we have all these extra eyes on us to make sure that the
0: eyes stay on us? And when so. the hysteria kind of uh, I guess dies down a bit, yeah? yeah, yeah, yeah. So that'll be the big challenge, I think. <laughs> and uh, quickly, uh, John Moxley, uh, he uh, had a, se- a severe elbow injury. He had to pull out of uh, All Out against uh, Kenny Omega, um, and Park has uh, replaced him. Um, I mean, that's a pretty big uh, replacement, I guess, wouldn't you say? Yeah. I mean, cause, <laughs> But it, what's interesting is, is Park was supposed to be at the Double or Nothing show, but for some unknown reason pulled out. don't know if it was a money thing or... Something to do with the championship. because uh, he wrestles a lot over in Japan. Um, but uh, he's got to be taken on Kenny Omega. I mean, in any sort of uh, wrestling circles, that's a big match want to uh, watch, right?
1: Yeah, that's going to be huge.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and so that'll be interesting but uh, it'll be interesting to see how long this is going to be out because I know it's a serious elbow injury I think it's a MRSA so. I don't know I'm not MRSA, a- yeah. yeah. It's, it's
1: an infection that can't be treated with antibiotics. Oh, so wow. I think it needs to be operated on and cut out and something like that.
0: I think he had something like this before. Yeah. So, yeah. And, and obviously because the schedule he was doing over in Japan and obviously doing a few indie shows um, I guess that, that's the next question before we wrap up on this topic. AEW still letting certain superstars do indie bookings with injuries like this happening. Do you think they'll put the kibosh on it, just so they can solely do AEW. I, I
1: don't think that MRSA is something that you get picked up from an injury. I think that's like just over. Yeah, time. I, I, I don't know. Like, I don't. I don't think like he hit his elbow wrong and now he has MRSA. I don't think that's how that one works. It's just, um, yeah. but no, I don't think they will. Um, I think it's just. I think part of their thing is the freedom, is the freedom to do what they, to what do to what the do. other guys want. They don't want to put the same restrictions restrictions and things on people and that makes it more interesting you know like it helps out the local indies like having their, their guys go back and forth which you know makes more fans from to watch their TV show they get free advertising through all the indie
0: shows and stuff like that basically like it's um, no I, I don't think it would affect that and it's know? good for the indie scene as well getting guys like that performing at those shows absolutely well that was the whole thing with NXT originally yeah. too
1: and the British NXT you would have those guys popping up on regular shows, like um, like me and Mick wrestled British strong style. That's right, yeah. Like while they were contracted at WWE, we beat them. Yeah, like, like you know stuff like that. Like that's insane. Yeah. <laughs> stuff like that can that can happen.
0: Yeah. And they've kind of limited like those sort of bookings. I think now for those guys, haven't they, they have now, yeah. yeah. And so that's causing a lot of issues in British wrestling. But there are so many good wrestlers over there. I don't know why anybody really cares. But <laughs> yeah, well, uh, also. Um We'll put a bow on this for now. Wednesday Night Wars. Really looking forward to it. I was too young to really appreciate the uh, Monday Night Wars. Obviously, there's lots of documentaries and you can go back and look at it. But uh, I'm interested as a fan to uh, see how this goes. But I keep on uh, tweeting Cody Rhodes and the Young Bucks being like, oh, oh, what about over in Australia? Got a TV deal? We might have to stream or something or, I don't know, illegal streams. Not that I can do illegal streams. I'm all about uh, paying your money. If you don't Mm -hmm. have another option, I mean, what do you do? Yeah. (laughs) Now, but I don't know if you know, uh, Bonza, there's a real serious storyline happening in WWE at the moment. Someone is trying to murder Roman Reigns, the number one guy in the company, and they're trying to kill him. We're going to talk all about that uh, after we play some Spider Bait. This is Shazam. It's Wrestling Source Radio. <laughs> Wrestling Source Radio. That was Spider Bait. Shazam. Okay, so FM963, Rodney Dion, joined by Central Coast wrestler Jack J. Bonza. Thank you once again. I think I've thanked you uh, every talk break for uh, coming into the studio there, <laughs> Jack. Um, and. Thank you once again. Um, Look, though, serious, though, WWE, we're uh, talking about uh, the big NXT taking on AEW, the Wednesday Night Wars now that it's known as, Uh, but there's a storyline. Someone is trying to murder Roman Reigns, Jack. Now, um, I I know that you're not fully across it, so lucky for you, I've created a little package, and I'll uh, explain a little bit more uh, after this. (laughs)
1: Rowan! Rowan! Rowan did it! Rowan. Rowan. Oh. You oh. talking about Daniel Bryan and Rowan? I did not see Daniel Bryan. I just saw Rowan. You apologized to Samoa Joe last week when you thought that he was involved in one of your incidents. And until tonight, you thought Rowan was involved in your incidents. So go ahead and apologize. I just want you to know... But we've been conducting our own investigation. And we found who did it. We'll bring you the culprit. From the minute that cowardly liar, Buddy Murphy, tried pinning this on my good friend, I tried telling you and I tried telling the whole world that Eric Rowan is an innocent man. But you wouldn't listen. The whole world, they wouldn't listen. So I had to go to extreme lengths to find who is guilty myself, to exonerate Eric Rowan. That's just my tip. I found the man who nearly ended your career. Are you ready? Because this is him.
0: Yeah, this is him. So uh that in a nutshell. So uh, essentially a few weeks ago, a wall of some sort or like a wall kind of thing, like fell down on Roman, and uh, and there was an iPad attached to that uh, to get the nice camera work of that falling on him. So uh, whoever tried to do that had a, a, a camera of some sorts attached to it. And then he was almost uh, hit by a car on Monday Night Raw, and then... Um he uh, had an altercation with uh, Australia's very own Buddy Murphy. I was about to say Buddy Franklin from the Sydney Swans. Um, and so sort of he said, Hey, no, it was Rowan. And uh, Rowan and obviously Daniel Bryan are a tag team now. And Daniel Bryan stood up for his partner and said, No, nah, it wasn't him. I know who it was. And I'm going to reveal who it was. And uh, this week just passed on SmackDown. Um, Revealed that it's a bald guy, also with a red beard, and that's where we are right now in the Roman uh, murder mystery. A lot to uh, digest there, I know, uh, Jack Bonzer, But uh, what did you think of that raw in order uh, little package there? I thought it was, I thought it was like a spoof that you'd made. I didn't realize that it didn't. It sounded ridiculous. <laughs> well, it kind <laughs> of is a spoof, but it was obviously from real content that uh, out there.
1: Yeah, no, that that sounds ridiculous. Um, <laughs> But <laughs> the only satisfying way this can end if it if it if it ends up being Rikishi, <laughs> that'll be the only thing that would say If it just
0: turns out that no, it's just Rikishi. I did it for the rock. Yeah, he did it. Like that would be the only thing that would. No, I hate that so much. I think I can. I think I can, uh, I think I can uh, beat you uh, in what would be better. It's the Undertaker because you know the Undertaker said, "Oh, it's your yard now," but he it was to get Roman into a false sense of security because it's still the Undertaker's no, yard. Oh, no, but uh, <laughs> it's interesting. I mean. Uh, They've done these type of angles uh, a, a few times, and ones that come to mind, and I'm not sure if you can remember them. Especially uh, WCW, the White Hummer. Never found out who was in the White Hummer, um, but it, I think it hit Kevin Nash in a car or Hulk Hogan as well. Um, there was never like a definitive. This was who was the person in the White Hummer. So that was kind of one that this you know one of WCW's. One of many of storylines that kind of just went down the toilet. Yeah. But uh, who ran over Stone Cold Steve Austin? Obviously, you uh, touch on it there with the whole Rikishi uh, being the eventual guy. But I remember when I I first saw when Stone Cold Steve Austin got hit by the car, I was like, oh my god! Like, because I was I probably would have been about thirteen or twelve or younger, and I was just like, wow, Stone Cold Steve Austin just got hit by a car. Yeah. Like it was just so full on. But this is uh, a little bit cheesy as uh, the current product <laughs> can be at times. But um, yeah. I think you say Rikishi, but I mean, uh, if you were to throw just a a, a legitimate name out there, who would you kind of, I guess, say who's trying to kill Roman Reigns? Oh, um,
1: (laughs) 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 I don't know, man. (laughs) It's just, it would be,
0: yeah. I I would love to see it be Seth Rollins. Even though that's n- probably not going to happen, but you know he's just jealous of Roman Reigns, and you know that's a, a bit of a heel turn move there. Because we were talking off air, you said that uh, you had a bit of thoughts about uh, our number three uh, news article: uh, Becky Lynch and uh, Seth Rollins now engaged. All over Instagram and social media, you uh, had some thoughts on that. Oh, I just find it distasteful. That's yep. that's the main thing. Like it's just I just don't understand why people would put their real relationship.
1: In, say, in the babe. public eye like that, like I just, especially when I mean, because I mean, you, you, we look at something like Roman's getting hit by a car. Now, obviously, that's the TV show, mm. and that's that's the, you know, it's just a part of their angle they're doing and stuff like that. And, yeah. and people are and like I said, I just don't like that kind of stuff. And I'm sure there are people who it's a soap opera, people are super invested in that. That stuff's great, but when it's a real life thing, I just. I just find the whole thing awkward and uncomfortable for them to mm. put up stuff like that especially when Becky was was so hot like with, with her run yeah. she was the whole thing and she was basically doing a Steve Austin yeah. gimmick the whole thing about a Steve Austin gimmick is DTA don't trust anybody yeah. like you're on your own kicking ass doing all that kind of stuff like that and then
0: she, you're putting her relationship with the other guy who's a WWE champ. it's just like uh, I just I don't I don't like watching it if anything they should be like if they'll be bad guys if I mean you know the, they're champions and you know they're good looking they'll be bad guys but I mean the, the Becky Lynch is like you said supposed to be like the uh, likeable rogy kind of heel but baby face tweener type yeah, of thing no, yeah no I just
1: don't like it I just yeah. think it's
0: <laughs> so um, what about if Becky Lynch is the one tried to uh, get rid of Roman
1: yeah, see, that'd be hilarious. Yeah. But again, like that, that'd be great if it turns out that she's just driving a car trying to run him down just because whatever. But like, as long as it had nothing to do with Seth. Like, if she was doing it for Seth, then that well, kind of takes away your agency again. I, I did <laughs> say
0: Seth Rollins earlier. Now, hear me out, because uh, the new game, uh, WWE uh, 2K20, is coming out very soon. I think uh, Becky Lynch and Roman Reigns are on the cover, although they're in the commercial together. Yeah. A lot of people said, oh, yeah, they had great chemistry. <clears throat> Excuse me. What if Seth saw this? He's getting jealous. He's like, oh... Roman's about to start hitting on my girl like sort of a la like uh, Randy Savage Hulk Hogan Elizabeth type of you know uh, storyline there and so he's trying to get rid of Roman to not uh, talk to his his soon to be missus yeah but what a way to make you know Seth look like
1: a terribly small and petty man (laughs) <laughs> yeah, and, like, and not in a way that would be like, oh, he's this big evil heel, just in a way that you just kind of like, oh, you're mm-hmm. just kind of a wimp. Like, Do you think like kind of like <laughs> the DDP
0: being the stalker of the Undertaker's wife? Uh, I guess. <laughs> I just, oh no, I hate all that stuff. Uh, look, we're uh, we're slowly uh, making our way to eight o'clock here on Wrestling Source Radio, and uh, stay tuned for the uh, after the eight o'clock news and sports because it is going to be Midnight Cowboys with Tim. But uh, we've got some quick uh, some quick uh, notes here that I wanted to run past you, uh, Bonza. Obviously, uh, we spoke earlier about the J Cup uh, with TJP, uh, TJ Perkins being there, but yep. our very own uh, Robbie Eagles is going to be part of that as well. But uh, he's also teaming up with uh, Will Ospreay at the Royal Quest over in England. It's kind of like their uh, pay per view, similar to the Southern Showdown that we uh, held uh, a few months back.
1: Yeah, yeah. So they're gonna they're gonna for the first time ever have their Birds of Prey tag team yeah because <laughs> he's an official member of Chaos now he's an official member of Chaos yeah the, those Um, he's been a member of Chaos for a little while but the problem is the footage from the Sydney show where it all happened didn't immediately go
0: up on the New Japan network yeah. for whatever reason so because you, you are actually on uh, the New Japan World uh, website now with your match with uh, Mick Moretti yeah I'm there a couple of times yeah <laughs> and the match with Eugene Nagata from That's last right. year as well yeah.
1: Uh, but yeah no that was that same event and you had that big thing at the end where he leaves the Bullet Club and he and he joins Chaos so so, um, yeah, people were confused because the footage didn't exist. Mm. Like, I guess it was kind of reported. But now it's up there on the New Japan Network. You can watch it. Uh, and then, yeah, you can see them tagged together. I can guarantee you that they're both just unbelievably excited about it. And you see what the kind of stuff those guys do, let alone when they're this keen for something. It should be something
0: special. And uh, <laughs> last week, Jake the Snake Roberts, he's actually going to be doing a tour of Australia next year, the uh, Dirty Details Tour. Is that something that you would be interested in looking at? Or uh, were you a Jake the Snake Roberts fan back as a kid?
1: I didn't start watching wrestling till well after Jake the Snake was mm. retired, uh, so it was one of those things where I kind of look back and watch it. And yeah, he's just um, he. I learned so much from watching his matches, like just the way everything
0: would be centered around that DDT. And because they, everyone says that he was a good like psychology and like promo guy. Yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, the, yeah, there was there's one story about Jake the Snake, and I probably watched this on a DVD, so sorry for anybody who <laughs> <laughs> talked about it, like where it was just like. His, his example, he'd just be like, somebody tell me what happened for dinner, and he's like, uh, spaghetti and meatballs, and he and then he would just do a promo, because he had to do different promos for different people in different towns, He's yeah. like, you know, you think you're the meatball, but really you're just the spaghetti, and he just turns the whole thing into an analogy for, yeah. for spaghetti and meatballs, just because he needed an idea, but he could do that with anything. Yeah.
0: And, and a lot of people know, I think that he was kind of, I uh, wouldn't say mentoring, but when Stone Cold was doing the whole 96 King of the Ring, or like, he was on his um, initial push, I think Jake the Snake had a lot sort of, you know, a- advisory sort of stuff on that, and um, I guess you can kind of compare, you know, his down the barrel um, uh, interviews to like the Stone Cold stuff uh, that he did initially uh, in ECW as well. So um, I'm sort of um, in between two minds if I'm going to go check this out, but I probably will because I, I just love anything wrestling, especially when uh, the international guys come out here. Uh, we are one minute to eight o'clock. Could you give us a rib story in under a minute? Is that possible, <laughs> Bonza?
1: Yep. Okay. Um, one day after training at pro wrestling we all go to the movies we we'll see in The Dark Knight for the first time we were getting lunch really quickly um, some of us went to different places uh, Jay Law one of our friends went to Subway so Subway had a really long line so we are already in the theatre by the time he arrived when he arrived Roughly he, had about massive, 30 seconds. he had a massive bag of cookies we'll, and he was offering us. So I'm like Jay why did you buy 30 cookies and he relays the story where he was in line and the whole time he was in this long line for like 15 minutes the person behind him wouldn't shut up about cookies so when he eventually got to the front of line he said how much cookies he said a dollar each he goes okay i'll take all of them so the guy in line yeah, yeah, no, behind him yeah, you know. could not get a cookie after talking for about 20 minutes about just how much he wanted the cookie because he annoyed him that much uh, that's the rib of the week <clears throat> yeah, this
0: is wrestling Souls radio the news coming in uh tim and the midnight cowboys coming in after this you're on case of 963